0: Hello everyone. My name is Andy Spiteri and I'm the host of The Zelda Cast, and The Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost 6 years of The Zelda Cast, 5 years of Virtual Theater, and 4 years of The Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast. But here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theatre will debut The Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by my two pals, Dakota Lasky, Duminal Crossing. Gentlemen, how are we doing this weekend? Wait a second, doing it's well. Monday. Huh? What am I talking about? Is it? Yeah, I think so.
1: It is, you're right, yeah. It,
2: it, it almost is. feels like the weekend, because we used to record on Sundays,
0: yeah. you
1: know? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we switch back every, like, six or seven months, yeah. Sundays and Mondays, but... Um, yeah, doing pretty good. I don't know about you, but it has been a rainy, rainy weekend. I think it's been raining here since Friday. Like, it's been four days of nonstop rain with like a tropical storm like coming. So, it's just been a really bleak weekend. And then the Jets lost again. So, you know, <laughs> living the dream.
0: Um, uh, you know, it's not raining here, but it's definitely like it's definitely fall like it's uh Mm -hmm. you remember how a couple months ago you were just like dude it's so hot here and you're recording in like a hoodie and stuff like that i think this might be the last like day that i can record down here in a t-shirt because my basement is like 10 degrees cooler than the rest of the house and it's freezing Mm. freezing cold down here but uh what's going on with you dude
2: yeah, um, you know, just been doing uh, a lot more gaming than I usually get in. You know, we released our Zero Mission guide uh, about two or three weeks ago, I want to say, and I've been slowly but surely updating it with more stuff. And my God, uh, you know, we've both been playing some Metroid games. You know, I've been, you know, enjoying the hell out of Zero Mission. You've been enjoying the hell out of Prime 3, getting that guide ready to come out real soon. So it's just mm-hmm. been a lot of a lot of beloved Metroid game playthroughs all around. I also played uh, some Doom Eternal on the PC for the first time today. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, getting that.
0: Nice. Nice. Uh, I, I told you this actually, but I'm going to be playing some doom 64 here in the next couple. Yeah. Couple of games
2: I'm, weeks. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on
0: that. I, I really like doom 64. That's going to be for an upcoming episode of flashback 64. So, uh, so check that out. Um, right, you know, and while we're plugging stuff, here's something I recorded, an, uh, an episode, a podcast episode with my wife this morning for our uh, virtual theater patron series called the Spiteri's review. We did not one, not two, but three studio ghibli films we did spirited away kiki's delivery service and nausicaa which uh, which are all awesome spoiler but they're they all are and uh had a good time with that that came out today so uh hey if you like what uh if you want to hear some thoughts about me and my i think my wife is underrated funny actually when she when she starts <laughs> getting when when the red light comes on and like she gets a little bit comfortable she's she's pretty good she's pretty funny so we, we had a good time with that um and yeah it was fun so yeah we uh we got a we got a whole a whole lot of Metroid stuff to get into for today, but um, perhaps we should, as quickly or as not quickly as we want, uh, just touch upon the ginormous Microsoft leak that occurred uh, earlier uh, earlier this week, and and I think the main takeaway from it, which. Which a lot of people were buzzing about, but it not really like that surprising? I, I don't think is like that. Phil Spencer, the the head of Xbox, uh, essentially like poked around into acquiring Nintendo, uh, had made mention that their future was in software, not hardware. And I think that that a lot of people that was probably the big one of the big stories of this uh, of this leak, at least in my world, it was. But I mean, it's not like it's not like people haven't been saying that for a long time, and it's it's not that surprising considering. Microsoft clearly isn't afraid to go big game hunting going after, you know, Bethesda and Activision. It it seems right up their alley that they would have made uh, inquiries about Nintendo as well. But, I don't know, any, anything else about that leak stick out to you guys?
2: I think that was one of the least interesting aspects of the leak for me personally. I think there was just a lot more... Because, like, the thing with the Nintendo leak, like, I, f- I feel like a lot of people are blowing it out of proportion. A lot of people are like, oh my god, Microsoft is trying to acquire Nintendo... That's not really what the contents of the email is. It's more like kind of a wish list, kind of like a pie in the sky scenario. Because, like, because cause Phil, he specifically mentions that, like, that would be a career moment. And, like, yeah, that would be a career moment for anyone if they could buy Nintendo. That would be, like, something that you would, like, be memorialized in, like, the company's history for, like, the rest of, like, eternity yeah. if you could do something like that. But, like, it's not. But, like, he, he specifically talks about in the email how it's not a realistic scenario. And this is actually written. Uh, before the Bethesda acquisition. And it's really interesting because they actually mentioned Bethesda and WB, I believe, Warner Brothers games. And how, in that email, those were realistic possibilities. And, you know, now here we are in the future. And one of those ended up actually did coming to fruition. So, but yeah, I just think there's a lot more interesting stuff. There was, like, um, I think Bethesda's, like, lineup for, like, the next three years was completely leaked. There's, like... um a Fallout 3 remaster and a Oblivion remaster which a lot of people are hyped up, new Doom game which you know, yeah, you know, you know I'm really pumped for. Um stuff like that. Um uh, Elder Scrolls 6 in 2024, definitely not happening oh, now, but again, this was this yeah. was a prior uh yeah, prior uh you know, pr- prior release schedule. And then yeah. stuff also in like hardware specs for like, you know, upcoming future hardware like in uh, a new Xbox revision as well as a future console down the line. That, to me, was, like, the more interesting aspects of the leak. But the Nintendo thing, it was just kind of, like, a... Yeah, it's just an interesting thing to kind of see, like, where the company's uh, mentality is at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: anything stick out to you, Dak?
1: I more or less agree with Doom. I think the only other thing that I'm not sure if you had mentioned was just how um, it was mentioned that Microsoft, like, might get out of the, the hardware... Yeah, console right. race if if like I, what was it like they weren't either if they didn't get like game pass, likes, something about game pass game... if
0: it wasn't profitable by uh like yeah, there wasn't profitable or something or, like, like that. they didn't
1: have enough people playing on console specifically or something like that like they would get out of the the hardware race yeah. um which i feel like that would just be crazy to kind of think about microsoft not making xboxes or some kind of hardware but on the other hand like i just I get it where, like, I don't have a need personally to get an Xbox because I just get all my games on PC. So mm-hmm. there there hasn't been, like, I feel like Xbox and Microsoft for a while has kind of had the weakest, like, exclusivity kind of claim of, like, you really need our platform. Yeah. Sony's done a good job of, like, getting a lot of really strong first party, like, exclusives established that don't come to PC, you know, soon so like even though that's kind of frustrating to me as a pc gamer like it does give me incentive like well if i were gonna gonna get a console i mean i'd probably get a playstation because i can get all the other stuff easily that comes to xbox and pc so Mm -hmm. it'd still be kind of crazy but yeah i don't know just this that kind of uh potential future for microsoft where they're not making hardware they're just making games that go right to other consoles via game pass and right to pc and all that and and that's how they make their money and and that's it who knows just kind of a. You know, a little bit of a wild spec, not speculation, because I guess it was being talked about by Microsoft itself, but it's just something crazy to think about that I didn't think would really be something that could possibly happen and happening in the near future.
0: Yeah. And, um, I, I have two thoughts on that. My first thought was, was when I read that I kind of, um, I kind of inferred from that comment, it was, it was more so positioned as like a, uh, how do i put this? almost like an empty threat like you you better buy our game pass or else like we're we're leaving the console business that that was just my interpretation just because i just couldn't fathom them leaving the console business just because it seems so wild to think about but like you know there's probably some merit to that and and my other thought would just be like Man, what a shame that that would be. Um, and, and this is someone that you know. I was I was one of those like twelve year old kids that's just like Xbox sucks. Like you know Microsoft, pfft. and uh, no, I was I was a Nintendo guy and and to a lesser extent a PlayStation guy. Um, and, and Microsoft was kind of like the you know the the invader into our our sacred space. But you know I mean they've really done a lot for for gaming. Honestly, like they but particularly I think in terms of like some of their like. Xbox Live was was completely revolutionary. The Game Pass today is is such a is such a like amazing customer friendly concept. Um, Xbox
1: Live Arcade, I mean, that yeah, was yeah. where you can kind of get a lot of indie games like yeah. online, like and DLC that way. That was pretty awesome.
0: And and just like, like like in terms of hardware, like some of their console, like the original Xbox was really pushing you know the limits mm-hmm. on on what console hardware could do. Um, and I you know that's definitely i think been their strength their weakness has has been first party ips um particularly i think since like i don't want to say the downfall of halo cuz that sounds dramatic but like halo isn't what it once was for sure and i i don't think that they ever really replaced that which is unfortunate and for whatever reason i feel like the rest of their their ips just never really took off to the same level like gears of war is still like all right fable never really took off like the rare acquisition didn't Ge- really work gears was
2: there for a time during the 360 era but it never like recaptured that since um in yeah. the xbox one era i think sense. that's why
1: they did a lot of those acquisitions because now their exactly. biggest ips are like minecraft and bethesda games and, and activision games so it's not like they kind of replace like that's what they've replaced yeah. halo and and gears of war and, and fable and and forza or i mean forza is still pretty big but yeah, forza is pretty big yeah
0: But it's
1: not quite the no, yeah. It's it was a different level kind of thing, yeah, for sure. But yeah, they've definitely revolutionized a ton of stuff. I think they've just kind of been at least hardware wise. To me, I feel like they've been floundering. There it is. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Mike. Mike falls. Um, I feel like floundering hardware wise since like the early 2010s, like since the Xbox One. You know, Uh, like they never had like a solid footing of really need an Xbox that like. Wasn't confusing like what version do I need, which I feel like is the problem they have now.
0: (laughs) Honestly, like it's just like I still to this day right now it's like it's the Xbox Series X and Series S right, and the S is digital only and the X is powerful and there's no like middleman. It's just those two, right? Correct. Yep. So like yeah, I, I feel like there's there's been a little bit of confusion basically ever since like. The Xbox One, and then there was like the Xbox One X, and like it, it was like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness gracious. Like, uh, I, I and I can't even remember, Like, did it was Project Scorpio? Was that was that was that the that Xbox was, One X?
2: Yeah, oh. yeah, that was that was like the beta name of like the X, right. kind of like the revolution to the Wii,
1: right? Uh, great name,
0: yeah. Well, I would have just released it as like Xbox Scorpio. That sounds cool to me, like, but yeah, it's it's definitely confusing, like knowing like which. It it almost seems like you don't know which is like the current one, which is the 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 last gen Xbox. It's yeah, it's it's almost it's not like Wii U levels of, of bad marketing, yeah. but it's confusing.
1: I th- I think just like the Xbox Series X and S, like it's just not a great like name. It just doesn't really no. roll yeah, off. Yeah, the it tongue sucks. And, yeah,
0: it doesn't, and
2: it doesn't sound cool either. It's like Series X. Like it doesn't like. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about that name that's like, oh, that sounds badass. It's not like. Yeah. Or it doesn't sound badass. It doesn't get the point across. It's
1: like it's not like, like Unicorn intent- Overlord, which is a right. Great name.
0: <laughs> that would be a system seller right there. The a- Xbox, Xbox that-
1: Triangle Strategy, Xbox Overlord. I would buy that.
0: That sounds like a system you need to have, or else you're about to be conquered. So yeah, yeah that that would be really uh, really too bad if Xbox and Microsoft uh, ended up leaving the the console business, especially because like, you know to to what we were saying, it's like. Well, okay, there maybe they stick around and just develop software, but like, what software from them are you are you really dying to, you know, dying to have? Like, I'm sure someone would keep making Halo. I'm sure someone would keep making Gears of War and Forza, um, but but it's a little bit thin after that, right? Like, I, I guess Ori yeah, that'd be one that I would personally yeah. love, but it's not like that's moving systems. So, yeah, weird, weird to think about. So, yeah.
2: I hope they don't leave. Like, obviously, like, I want more exclusives, but also, like, I'm looking at my Series X right now, and, like, to me, that thing is the absolute gold standard when it comes to uh, to console backwards compatibility. Like, that thing is, like, leaps and bounds Ooh, yeah. above, you know, the PS5 and the Switch and whatnot. And, you know, I hope, you know, much like Xbox Live was, like, a huge influence on the uh, console landscape, I would hope... That it has obviously, it's not gonna have anywhere near that level of influence, but I would hope that that kind of influences the consoles moving forward in terms of digital preservation.
0: Yeah, and and like also, they Microsoft was just like, okay, we're gonna update all of these old games so that they run faster and smoother too. Like, which I feel Mm -hmm. like is also something that you know, again, like hardware side, they're they're very progressive and very just uh, you know on top of that that side. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, all right, enough about Microsoft. We asked you the listener to uh, provide us with some metroid questions uh, of course we're you know we're in a gray murky territory where we think metroid prime 4 is probably coming out on the switch 2 at this point but we don't think we're seeing it before we see the switch 2 so when are we going to see it what might we get for the switch before that time comes we're in a little bit of a a holding pattern but uh, still a really good scenario or situation for metroid fans i think there's lots of stuff uh, on the horizon so I guess uh, let's just get to it. We asked you guys for questions, you supplied, so I'm excited. And Dak, you you put all this list together, so yes. Here you here's the keys, baby.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yes. So we asked some Metroid questions. We have some Metroid answers. I went to Twitter and to Discord to get these questions. I will say that if I, if your question's not here, it might be because someone else asked a very similar question or we answered it recently on a recent episode like we're not going to talk about like when's Metro Prime 4 coming out like we've already we just talked about that for the past three weeks so we're not going to answer that um or I might have just missed your question in which case I'm um, sorry um <laughs> so so that's it um okay so I'm actually going to start with the the Twitter questions the majority of these majority of these are discord and I'm going to start with the first question, which was which is from uh, Metroid Theorists, and also Dave97 asked a similar question. But this is pretty relevant to something that came out recently. Um, obviously, there was the Super Mario Bros. 35 game, and now there's F-099. How would you feel if Nintendo dropped a similar battle royale, but for Metroid or Super Metroid, any the Metroid games, Um, What would you like to see if Nintendo did this? Andy, you, you smiled pretty quickly. So I'm going to throw it to you first. What's your answer to this? And great question, by the way, Metroid theorist. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I I mean, Hey, I I would love to see that. Like uh, Mm -hmm. there, there's very few like pitches or suggestions that you could give me where I would just be like, no, I I don't want to see that in a Metroid game. Like I I like to see Metroid kind of, you know, expanding and, and trying out different things. And I think that these games are like, they're pretty fun for what they are, right? Like they're. You know, they, they don't have to be anything too deep or too complex, and who knows? I mean, maybe if it's more accessible, maybe people are just like, all right, I'm going to try Super Metroid, or I'm going to try Metroid, Fe- or whatever game they happen to do it. Um, so I would love to see that. In terms of, like, how it would actually work, oh, man, I don't, I'm not sure. Like, mm. I'm sure you could probably figure out something to, to do it, but, like... I don't know. Maybe there's like a, maybe there's like the Super Metroid escape sequence or something, and like you got 99 Samuses running away. I I don't know. (laughs) But I, I mean, I, yeah, I would love to see that. Um, But off the top of my head, I don't know exactly how you would translate it to a battle royale. I mean, if you wanted to be like, uh, you know, really, you could do like a very smaller, condensed version of like who finishes the game first or with the quickest time or something. I don't know. What do you guys think? Hmm.
1: Um, I'm I'm gonna jump in real quick because you had actually mentioned one of um mine that I I because I feel like that's the obvious one the escape sequence like you have a big like obstacle course or whatever it is an escape sequence and whoever gets to the end first wins or however many people survive before the you know the place blows up like win or whatever so I think that's like the natural one right there. I I love this question because I was thinking of some other ones, too. I think there's a lot of cool things you could do. A similar one, I think, would just be like a cool like speed booster race, like not necessarily an escape sequence, but you just have a long speed booster obstacle course and whoever can kind of like get the farthest without like getting stopped or dying uh, would win. And you have like 99 Samus's overlaid on top of each other, like speed boosting and shine sparking all over each other. Like, I think that would be really sick. That's that was my first idea. That'd be um, awesome. Torvis is going to murder us all in that one. <laughs> the the second one was a um, a big boss battle. So you had a, a huge Metroid boss, ninety nine Samuses, and whoever's like the last one standing against the boss mm. would would kind of be the winner there. And you could maybe do that in two D or or three D. And then the other one I was thinking was. More specific to Metroid Dread. What if you had a big like Emmy sequence, and you have an Emmy going around chasing everyone down? You need to be the last one standing as this Emmy like gets stronger, and maybe another Emmy gets added to the mix as time goes on, and you're mm. trying to be the last one standing. So, yeah. those are my ideas. I think this would be super sick. There, I feel like there are even more ideas than than that you could do. I think what Andy, what you mentioned would be cool. Maybe you take like sections of the game. Who could beat this section? You know, I got one more for the other person or something like. So many ideas, but yeah, those those are mine.
0: What if, what if you? I've were said like it a, before. I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna
2: say I've said it before and I'll say it again. Metroid Prime Pinball 99 baby, oh. 99 pinballs going across across the board, shooting items at each, at each pinball board. Get the highest score. Last person standing. That is how you bring Metroid Prime Pinball back, baby. It's the sauce I'm telling uh, you.
1: Pinball actually wouldn't it's be good Idea, I mean 99 pinballs would have to be implemented, but maybe you could have 99 players all playing at the same time and like you have to hit Not 99 threshold.
2: pinballs on one board. Not 99, no, that no, no, no. that'd be too I'm much. I'm
1: saying I well I'm saying that. I'm I'm saying separate things. First, maybe in Metroid Pinball 99 there's a a special reward where you get 99 balls on the board and you're just racking it up. But also, I think the <laughs> gameplay would be like, yeah, you had like 99 players and like you have to hit, like, certain score thresholds to stay in the game, or you get knocked out or something. Like, that. that that's another one, right? That's five, five ideas here. do you have another one.
0: I have another one. You know, I I wouldn't be dying to see Pinball 99. I I have to say, I'm sorry. Okay. But, I, I, you know, I, I do think that it would still make a great mobile game if Nintendo ever goes back into that arena. Like, I mean, that's just, that's something made for just a couple minutes on your phone. But what if you were in, like, like a, a small let's just say that you're in Torian and it's it's interconnected and you can move around or whatever it's it almost looks like a like a smash Bros stage like that that really ginormous kirby stage you know what i'm talking about but it's like taurian yeah, yeah and like maybe you got like metroids that just keep spawning and so like a mm. it's like well whoever can can last the longest um but b whoever has like the most metroid kills at the end too i think that mm. could be kind of cool because, like That'd if be you sick. you go for it and you and you try and fight metroids to get the, like the higher score but then like you're obviously you're taking more damage or more health if you're getting swarmed by metroids that could be kind of cool. Maybe uh like maybe that. if they really want to go balls out they could have like an alpha or a gamma or whatever spawn that uh, could be cool. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't love think that you can idea.
1: go more balls out than prime pinball. <laughs> well, I feel like we've guess, just brainstormed yeah, I guess you got me there. I feel like we've just brainstormed six pretty solid to you know decent ideas for a metroid 99 so i don't know i i they there's, there's a lot of things that could do this it's honestly not a, like just to kind of try to figure out how the battle royale format could work for any franchise kind of fun
0: yeah yeah totally
1: um all right let's do the the other one from twitter kim curland all right this is a i'm, I'm gonna ask this as a two-parter because i want to i want to get two answers from the both of you um which metroid boss would you most likely beat in a fight now there was an extension <laughs> to this <laughs> to this question of you get a power suit with all the same upgrades samus has when she fights them but you have your current skills but i also want to know if you think you can beat any of them without samus's power suit or any of her abilities so first i'm gonna so first i want to know which one you could be with samus's abilities and power suit and the, the second one is God. any of them? You can be just right, right here and now. Like if they just broke into your room while we were recording the show, who could you, who could you take on? Uh, Doom and Thor to you first.
2: I think I could take on NES Creed, maybe. I don't know. With what? the suit? No way.
0: With he's, the suit? He's hard.
2: Here's so so here's so here's the thing. Here's the thing. If he if if he was if he was a biter, like I I'd be out. If he, if he had the crocodile maneuvers, I'd be out. But you know. You know he, he he's a bit slow. We're, we're not talking a two D mm-hmm. plane. We're talking a three D plane now. You know I, I think I could you know, I, I think I could do some NGS moves. You know maybe get him in a headlock from behind. You know I think I could do that.
0: I I think okay. you're underestimating Big Daddy Kraid. He's a tough he's a tough. We're not talking we're not
2: talking Big Daddy Kraid. We're we're talking Mini Me Kraid from NES Troid. Big even, difference.
0: Even so, he's got gumption. Um, you know who I could take? You know in Metroid Fusion. You go in and you, there's that scientist that's like barely clinging to life, and you breathe yes. on him and he dies. I could beat that guy, and then I think I could probably take on the uh, the uh, Corex that comes out after. I think I could do that
1: with, with your bare hands without Samus's suit.
0: Um, no, I mean I've got a few. Uh, or, or, I've got a few okay. peripherals in my office. I could throw. You could a couple use of, the like...
1: the Master Sword behind you.
0: Exactly. Yes, actually, mm-hmm. exactly. I was looking at my my Skyward Sword remote, but the Master Sword would do just fine. Uh, so I, uh, I, yeah, I think I could do that.
1: Okay, I I'm gonna say without the without her suit or any of her abilities, I think I could take on Natori from Fusion, the mm. big the, because it's a big plant. Like I, as long as I don't fall into the vines and get all like strangled, or whatever, I should be okay. And with Samus's suit, I'm gonna say Flagra from Prime, because well, I feel like I feel like I could handle that. Like it could. Yeah. Yeah, how hard could it really be? Like. You know, you get the the stationary again, stationary bosses, I think are definitely doable.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: All right. Um, Great question. Um, All right. Moving on. Okay. This is from Kevin the Syriacus, one of our two or three or four Syriacus (laughs) named people in the discord server. (laughs) Um, Do you think a Metroid game could work if it had multiple paths or hidden exits or secret endings? Not different stories per se, but something like Wario Land 2 in a sense having everything connected to a coherent plot. I don't know if y'all played Wario Land too. From what I remember I from have that not. game. When I remember from that game, there were a bunch of levels in the game that had different like secret endings. Different mm-hmm. endings and you that would change the actual ending of the game at the end. Um so that's how I'm assuming that how it would work. I mean Wario Land was also like a level based game though, from what I remember. And Metroid's not. So I feel like the only way you could really pull that off, off is if like the actual ending of the game was different. Like, you get different endings, like, maybe based on how the end boss battle goes, or maybe just based, like... Or I guess you just tie it to, like, your completion rate. Yeah. And have a different, like, maybe, like, half level at the end or different, like, ending, depending on that. I guess it's doable. I mean, it's kind of what Metroid does already. I just... I don't know if, like, I would want, like, a ton of content locked behind. Like, the great thing about Metroid endings is that, like, yeah, you get something cool for... Getting 100 percent whatever it is, but you're not like locked out of like playing part of the game, yeah, because you didn't like complete a certain part of it or get to a secret ending. So on one hand, like it might be doable. On the other hand, it's like I wouldn't want to like miss something and then like oh I don't get to do this secret mission at the end or get this like actual different level entirely. But then again, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing because it's really not that far from what Metro already does.
0: I mean, that's,
2: totally that's, that's see not it working, Wi-Fi, yeah. Because like um. Hunters kind of did it to an extent, where you have, like, kind of the incomplete ending, and then you got mm-hmm. the fully complete ending when you uh, when you get to Goria 2. But then mm-hmm. there's also, like, um, I'm thinking of uh, Metro, not to be confused with Metroid. It's got almost all the same uh, verbs. Metroid, Metro 2033? <laughs> yeah, 2033,
1: 20, yeah. 20,
2: 20, Last Light. I haven't played Exodus yet, but, like, both of those games have, like, uh, two endings for all of them. I assume Exodus also has... Mm -hmm. multiple endings as well and basically they just have it so that one of the endings is a canon ending and one of the endings is non-canon but you still get the option of uh picking the two endings i could totally see metroid doing something like that
1: it's not not already unfamiliar territory for the franchise i I agree Um, they
0: they do something similar with that what i might suggest that that's different is like maybe maybe they could take a page out of like uh, the Donkey Kong Country 3 book where like you you can you can get to Baron K. Rulenstein or whatever and you beat him and that's fine but uh, you know each level has like a, a DK coin and if you if you collect them all then you eventually unlock like a like another secret boss which gives you like a, a different ending and you also get a different mm-hmm. ending if you rescue all like the little banana uh, birds or whatever so like but but I mean that's that's again just kind of tied to item completion, which Metroid already kind of does anyway. Like like if you played Metroid Prime Three, for example, and did not get a hundred percent of the the items, you would just finish the game and that's it. Whereas if you do, you you kind of have a little teaser for what's coming next. Not like a different story or anything like that, but um, I mean they could do that. I feel like they kind of do that already. Uh You know. You you guys might hate this, but I feel like sometimes like they're like a like a game like Fire Emblem Three Houses where you kind of pick a set path and you follow it. That would be alright. Like
1: yeah, I'm just trying to think of because it's it's not even just like the endings too, but like how could you like how could you implement like different paths or hidden exits and secret levels in the game outside of the endings? Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe that would have to do with like maybe sequence breaking or or some kind of puzzles to do stuff. I think there's definitely a way. I just I, I'm trying to think of how it maybe on one hand already doesn't exist in metroid but also so you're not just like how you do it outside of the ending scenario
0: i feel like what you could what you could do is almost like like we talked about an open world metroid game uh a few months ago and like in my mind it's like you could if you had a metroid game no, it doesn't have to be open world but just for example if it had like a bunch of optional power-ups and expansion like like abilities for sams that were optional that you didn't have to get you could just go right to Torian and fight mother brain or whatever but if you did get all those maybe there's like different little sub stories or paths or something like that that you you could take i'm not mm-hmm. sure that might that yeah. might be a way
1: um yeah, I guess some something we can talk about further in the, in the coming weeks. Um, on a relevant follow-up question here from Paulson91, uh, for a while I have assumed that Silex is following Samus for nefali- nefarious reasons in the ending of Corruption, but what if Silex is actually approaching Samus to form some kind of alliance? What other ways could Silex be a part of Prime 4 beyond just being an antagonist? So... I guess, yeah, essentially asking, like, we're all assuming, which I think is pretty justified, that Silex is going to be, like, the bad guy or one of the bad guys of Prime 4. What if that's not the case? And if so, what ways could Silex appear if that is true indeedly not the case?
2: Would love it if they fleshed out Silex to the point where he's, like, he's a villain or an antihero, but his motives aren't entirely black and white. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see kind of part of, like, you know, where he's coming from and maybe like, it doesn't become an ally, but you know, kind of a, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of deal. I kind of hope they go in that direction. I don't think they are. I think he's going to be kind of a mustache twirling, you know, antagonist like, like we typically get, but I, I I hope they, I hope they prove me wrong. I think that would be really intriguing.
0: Yeah. Mm. I've kind of said for a long time, I I think that he, uh, Silex is going to play a role similar to Arbiter in Halo 2. Um, where I, I think he'll, or maybe to bring it back to more Metroid, rem, I think he'll play a role similar to Dark Samus in Metroid Prime Two, except you don't fight him three times. But like he's he's an antagonist, but he's not like the main antagonist. There's also another completely separate objective that you have to tackle, and and I, I actually I do think that they are going to going to bring some complexity to Silex. because like I mean like do we really need like another you know, just one-dimensional villain, I, I think that they've kind of built this encounter up through through corruption, through Federation Force, like, so I think they want to maybe do something with, with Silex rather than just have him be just kind of like a one-and-done bad guy, maybe turn him into, like, like a, an anti-hero that can be, you know, it's like, it's like the Punisher to Daredevil or, you know, a hundred other analogies that you can think of, but I, I think it's going to be something like that.
1: Hmm yeah i mean this question is kind of hard because on one hand like there aren't there are only so many like sides he can be on like he's either like with samus and the federation or he's not or he's not involved right yeah um i i feel like at least when we know from silex like he has such a grudge against the federation that it just to me it kind of feels it would be weird if suddenly not suddenly but like eventually he became an anti-hero or kind of a good guy or something like i'd be okay with him just being a straight-up bad guy but i would love some complexity behind that of like Legitimate reasons for being a bad guy, like I hate the Federation because they blew up my planet and killed my you know entire family, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Just as long as he's not Samus's brother oh. or dad or anything yeah. like that, like I would like, and that's what I think is going to be most interesting is building silex and Samus's relationship because it's really more Silix versus the Federation than it is Silix versus Samus specifically so far. So I think that is kind of more interesting is how does. Like, th- there's going to be, I have to imagine, some element of, like, Samus seeing kind of Silex side of things, like, on one hand, but then obviously knowing what the right thing to do is. Um, I don't know. I- I'm interested to see, like, I-, I feel like it would be a little too out of left field to make Silex not, like, the villain. <laughs> uh, and I honestly do expect him to be the main villain, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But... We'll, we'll see. I could see Sladex also being a multi-game character. But yeah, I mean, aside from being the villain, I'm assuming really the only way Sladex could be involved is if he wasn't an ally or he wasn't involved at all. And I really don't see him being an ally. I don't even really see him redeeming himself. And I, I'm okay with that. I would like just a straight-up bad guy. I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's see. From Chunky Beef Bombs. Um, <laughs> when you think of best story what metroid game comes to mind and which metroid games comes to mind for best gameplay all right so metroid games for best story best gameplay my opinion best story fusion best gameplay uh prime that's for me
2: yeah when it comes to story i'm definitely definitely in the same boat there fusion um prime is prime as well i would also put in like um best story in the sense that i love the I love the way that the story is told in Metroid Prime. You know, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but I love how, you know, you know, Prime. Like, it's not a super complex story, but like, there's so much rich lore in the. You know, a lot of the atmosphere, you know, is able to tell a lot of the story without characters explicitly telling us like specific plot points. And I think, you know, I, you know, there isn't. I feel like Prime One and Two in. Per- particularly the only well and, and super metroid as well to a lesser extent i feel like are the only games that are really able to like fully capture that mm. to that extent um and then from a gameplay perspective i mean oh for me it's got to be metroid oh. dread and metroid zero mission like my god the, the gameplay in those games are just absolutely phenomenal yeah um like I mean, it reminds me so much. I mean, I've talked about Doom in this podcast in particular, but like Metroid Dread in particular, reminds me so much of like the combat loop in Doom Eternal, um, and how you know how everything cycles back into each other, how you get health back, um, how you memorize boss patterns. There, there's a a lot of sim. There's a lot of formula in there, and considering Doom Eternal is like in my top three games of all time, like having Metroid Dread. I don't know if it directly takes elements for that or if it's just a coincidence. I'm leaning more towards the latter. But the fact that they do share those elements together and that, and then you combine that into a Metroid game, oh my gosh, it works so much for me. And then Zero Mission, obviously, I've just been playing that recently and just, you know, mm. playing, that, playing that with, like, all the speedrunning tech and just doing, just experimenting and doing, like, you know what? I wonder if I could do this crazy maneuver and then it actually works. Like, it's one of the most satisfying feelings, like, that
0: you can get in a game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to agree and say Metroid dread for gameplay. I think uh, I think I think generally speaking, I, I probably prefer 2D just by a smidgen to, to 3D Metroid games. And I, and that doesn't mean that I prefer like 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 I love Metroid Prime 1 2 and 3 more than many 2D games, but just if I if I had to build a Metroid right. game, it would be 2D probably. Yeah. Um in terms of story, like I I don't think I could say Metroid Fusion because I really like that story, but I there there are elements about it that I I don't particularly care for, um, and and I think like I think like Metroid Prime, Super Metroid, and Metroid Two, all have like really great moments, but they're not like great. It's not it's not like a great cohesive story from start to finish. So I'm gonna say Metroid Prime Three, Corruption, actually, because I I think that this game tells like an awesome story, there are characters that you care about when you're fighting, uh, you know, you have three boss battles against characters that you are legitimately, like, sad to, to have to, to, to put down, um, the, the tension kind of ramps up, there's a lot of, like, really spectacular, like, moments in the game, like, when you're defending the Spire, or, like, when you find the Valhalla, or, like, like, there's a lot of cool stuff, but, like, there's also, like, an overarching story, and, it, you know, Prime has a little bit of a crutch because it's the, the third and final piece of a trilogy, but I, I really think that it it sticks the landing and comes together really well. It introduces a lot of, like, really cool characters. It it has, like, really cinematic set-piece moments that, that I don't feel like get talked about enough. So, uh, it, it probably doesn't have any of my favorite story moments in the series, but I think as a collective whole, Corruption is uh, not talked about enough.
1: Hmm. yeah that's a that's a really good shout out i think prime 3 does a lot of stuff well i think it's a really solid like cohesive story that in and of itself even though you can ap- obviously appreciate it a lot more if you go into it having played prime one and two i feel the same way about fusion i think it does really well on its own as a story but if you know having like i didn't play super metro play yeah. before i played fusion but i still really liked it but now knowing about what happens in super metroid and then like other m whatever like it does change um fusion itself i think maybe like something that tips um, over the edge for me is like the depiction of samus and fusion is my favorite yeah so like that's kind of like that gives the edge to me but everything else you said is on point like i think prime three is pretty much right up there next like i, I would say it's like fusion prime three like zero mission like prime three is right up there all the things you said a lot of great characters a lot of great character moments I think it actually does. I think like Sam the Samus and Rundus moment is a very memorable story moment there. I love the Norian invasion at the beginning. Like there's a lot of really awesome story beats and it tells a really awesome and like you said co- cohesive story that really wraps up the trilogy in a really strong fashionable way. So, yeah. Also really good argument there. I think I would honestly the more you've been talking about corruption lately I'm like oh, I got to jump back in like it's it's a, I'm, it's I'm a really under, digging it. It's an underrated it. game. I yes. think I think personally it's the most underrated Metroid game.
0: I think I would agree with you. Well, honestly, yeah. I, I really think I would. I've got another answer though. The other M Spiteri cut which you can read at omegametroid.com right now. That that's that would be a great game, a great story, by it, it, I'm not it yet.
2: It's it's actually it's I haven't read it but I've seen the episode. It, it's actually not bad. I'm not
0: going to yeah. lie it's it's not
1: bad i would it's definitely not bad. Recommend checking
0: it out <laughs> okay well i was working with what other m gives you okay so i mean
2: it's it is it is significantly better than it no no for for real it's it's pretty good i would i would definitely recommend checking it out
0: thank you for that doom i appreciate you <laughs>
1: all right i'll take it i'll t- i'll take a look eventually i'll right. I'll, I'll give it i'll get it'll be, it'll be it'll be some <laughs> nice weekend uh reading for me um all right. Next up, great question there. Thank you. Thank you. Solitary hyena. I, I, this is a question I don't think we've really um, m- talked about, m- pulled ourselves on in a little while. In regards to two D Metroid, which one would you prefer to be released first? Metroid Six Fusion remake or Super remake? I feel like it's been a little while since we've we've talked about this. Is there any any changed opinions here? I'm still I'm still on Metroid. I'm still on Metroid Six. Like again, I love Fusion. Love Super. I think both games could benefit. From remakes in some ways, but I'm always, always going to prefer new Metroid content 100% of the time. I want to see what happens after Dread. I want some more 2D Metroid, so I would prefer Metroid 6. Yep. Uh, Andy, what about you?
0: 100%. Okay. Fusion, I think, could do with the remake, super less so, but those games don't like, you know, they they don't absolutely need them. I just want, Mm -hmm. I want to know what's next. I want new areas. I want new, 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 right? Like, so yeah, Metroid 6.
2: Yeah, you know, but before I would I would have said like um, I I was indifferent, but like the more I've been thinking about it, like, nah, I I definitely want Metroid Six, especially with you okay. know, again, I was just talking about how Metroid Dread is like probably some of my favorite Metroid gameplay to date. I want to see how Mercury Steam evolves that and potentially makes that even better. I want to see them get even more crazy and put even more crazy ideas into the gameplay. Do we get um do we get even crazier boss battles? Do we get even more traditional Metroid uh elements into the gameplay? Cuz I know, you know, as much as I love Dread, I think one of the criticisms of that from a gameplay perspective was some people think that you know it's maybe a little too hand holding at points, or that you know it blocks your access too much. I want to see if Mercury Steam listens to those critiques and maybe finds a way to still accommodate new players while giving veterans, you know, that more, um, you know, that more uh, taking off the training wheels approach for the veterans. I want to see how they adapt that. And yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean, in general, like at the end of the day, like Metroid is Metroid. Give me Metroid, and I'm going to be happy. But if sure. I have to pick, Metroid Six yeah. is definitely. The one that I am most interested in.
1: Yeah. All right. Totally. All right. Well said. Um. All right. We got a question from Big Griff. Yeah. Coming in hot here. Um. We're so we all wanted Metroid Six, but let's just say we didn't say that. Um. If there is a Super Metroid (laughs) or Metroid Fusion remake, what is the one song that you would like to see most? Want to see or like to see remastered? Like one song you'd like to see remastered the most. From either a Metroid Fusion remake or a Super Metroid remake, Doom. I'm gonna throw it to you first. I know what you're gonna say. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I've talked about on the podcast before. Theme of Samus Aran, Galactic Warrior, the song that comes up when you revisit Crateria. Like, Mm -hmm. why? How how has this not appeared in a game since Super Metroid? Like, that is wild to me. If they remade Super Metroid, obviously that would. I I have to imagine that that would be there. You know, it does show up in
0: Corruption, like kind of sorta. When you're in your ship
2: Well no you're you're thinking So you're thinking of the um The the, the theme of Samus The super Metroid that you're,
0: you're thinking of that I no, think No 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 the song I'm that plays about... you're in your ship is like the dun, 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 dun. So it's got the first couple chords of, of that song It's not like it doesn't have the dun, 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 But it, it's like the same Like beat that plays in your ship And that's as close as we've got
2: <laughs> kind kind of I think that I think that's more of a coincidence. I don't think that's specifically referencing that piece I wouldn't I, maybe I'm wrong though I'd, I'd, I'd have to uh, interview uh Yamamoto that's himself. an episode the right only...
0: there yeah
1: <laughs> that's an episode I, I think if you
0: listen to them they're clearly like it's a it's a riff on the motif but um it's it's not it's not the the same you're're you're, you're correct mm-hmm. um I feel like I feel like for super Metroid, I would love to hear, like, a new Meridia. Um, I'd love to hear um, uh, the new, like, Overgrown with Vegetation, like, Green Brinstar theme, which is also a crime that it hasn't come back really in any meaningful way. But, like, I, I feel like those songs are, like... Like, there's so many remixes and stuff out there on, like, YouTube and stuff like that that, like... I'm not, like, absolutely dying for them, but um, I would be really excited to, to hear, like, new music for Fusion. And in particular, mm-hmm. like... I I can't actually like pick out one song cuz I feel like all of them could use a little TLC just you know because they were trapped on the, the Game Boy Advance but I, like there's really really good music there it's just it it, it does not always come through the way that it was meant to because of of what it's on so I would be excited to see like what Fusion soundtrack could look like with like um the the tools to to help it
1: yeah I, I cannot wait to hear a remastered Fusion soundtrack and the song in particular, because Andy, you had mentioned a bunch of the ones that I would also like to hear, but the track from fusion always gives me chills as the final mission theme that plays the very end of the game, where you just have to go back and deal with uh, the stuff on the upper right corner of like the main sector of the ship Mm. or the station. I love that theme, so I was like that. Like it's so good, and I want to hear that like with a nice full remaster. That'll yeah. just like I know I'll get the same chills again. So that's what I'm most looking forward to.
0: And maybe it's because I'm pretty like, sure I've talked about it. I Sorry, I was just gonna say like I feel like there like there's so much like Super Metroid remixes and and fan mm-hmm. albums out there, and there's just there's not as much fusion, which which yeah. is also too bad. So it's just like. There's there's more like I have more of an appetite for that and and fusion I feel like I can't think of any fusion songs that are in other games off the top of my head can like I mean we've all heard like uh, Arachnus Star.
2: Arachnus is in Prime Three in
0: the uh, the Berserker fights okay um is, like is there like is, is there that's the one else? that's the one example
2: yeah. it, it's also mm-hmm. kind of in Samus Returns in the Diggernaut theme it kind of riffs on that but it's ultimately its mm-hmm. own unique theme
0: okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah, we, we pretty much all like the Ridley theme, the Lower Norfair theme, the mm. the Lower Brinstar theme. Um, those have have been in multiple games at this point. The the main theme obviously has been in multiple games. Like so, like a lot of the Super Metroid stuff has been in other stuff, but Fusion hasn't got that chance. So yeah, that would be exciting, I think.
1: More fusion yeah. remixes and remasters. More Prime Three remixes and remasters i yeah. i think we need to we need it we're on a prime three campaign i think here like we need to start pushing more how good i spread the word of how good prime three is
0: can i tell so i was on i was in the pirate Homeworld, and um and i never put this together but like when you're in the um oh man is it it's either the mines or the research center but uh there's like the the lower Norfair song that plays so not like the do 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 so not well no it's the
2: um it's the super metroid pirate theme like after you collect the missiles that's the one
0: it's so good it's so awesome it's it's a really
2: good piece yeah
0: oh man it's just like it sounds so awesome and i was like man people have been dogging on my guy corruption for its its supposedly lackluster soundtrack and uh and that, that ain't the truth. I have a lot of epiphanies actually with Metroid Prime 3. I, I can't think wait it's to talk about it. it's, just
1: my, it's just my Prime three least favorite. It's <laughs> an underrated game. Yes. I'm telling you man. It, it is it it gets it gets a bad rap for some reason because it's not one and two and people have not played it enough.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to talk um, about it in long form.
1: Yeah, we, but, we I, anyways, I, no, but, Go
2: ahead. I was just gonna say before we move on, uh, going back to the fusion soundtrack. I've talked about it before, but there's a there's a guy named Pete Lepley. Who did like um, an EP covering the themes from Fusion, the the main sector themes as well as Sector Four underwater? Uh, I think you guys would re- really get a kick out of that one. I really like that album a lot. It takes some um, it takes some of the um, the sample libraries used in the Prime soundtrack, but it also brings in a lot of new original samples and th- synthesizers as well to you know give it its own unique flavors as well. And I think I think Pete did a really good job recreating those mm. themes. You can check it out on his Bandcamp for free, so I would highly recommend it.
1: Hell yeah! Nice, sweet. Um, let's, we still have a bunch of questions, but I want to get to one more from Griff here. Cause it's like a one, two kind of combo here. We, we've mentioned songs that we like, or maybe underrated, um, or that are underrated, but are there any Metroid songs that you find are overrated? I don't know. I don't, oh, I can't, no. I didn't think of any that were, I felt overrated because I mean, I feel like all the Metroid songs are really good, <laughs> but are there mm. any you feel like are like, eh, it's, it's not as good as people say. I don't think oh, I
2: overrated is the right word because I still absolutely adore the song. But like usually like people would put like Fendrana Drifts in like a top ten list. I personally wouldn't even put it in my top fifty. I think there's oh, so that's many gross. other songs. Oh. That's, that's it's it's a phenomenal song. That it's a is... phenomenal song. But I think there's a lot of better better music that I'd rather listen. Mm. Yeah. Are you talking to like Metroid.
0: top fifty in Metroid?
2: Yeah, in Metroid. In Metroid.
0: That's the most offensive thing
2: 50, I've heard you say on this 50
1: podcast. 50? 50 you're not saying 15 you're saying 50 Fif- like 50 five 50 five zero. Zero. That's, that's that uh, that I think is that, wi- that makes a, me want to throw up way off the charts yeah. I think yeah no I'm sorry a, that's not okay.
2: I'm not I'm yeah. not dissing on this. it's a beautiful song it's a piece that I love listening to but like when I think of like my favorite metroid pieces it's
1: just like you think you oh, can name one's 49 all. more a uh, 49 other pieces that you think you like more than Fendrana drips you really think so not right now off the top of my head,
2: but I can put a list together for sure, absolutely.
1: I want you to do that.
0: I, I gotta
2: see <laughs> it. Might. I gotta, know. It, that's, that's I gotta know.
1: That's gonna, be, know. Fun. That's gonna be, know. be fun. I gotta know what 49 <laughs> other songs you think are better than Fendron. I can't
0: wait to see Temple Ground's Ambience on but there. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, you know, what? I'm, I'm, we're we're giving you a hard time. That's your opinion. You're you are certainly
1: entitled. It's
2: like it. it's a great song. It's a great song. I'm not here to say it's a bad. It's a five out of five. It's wonderful.
1: It's okay, it's okay to have a, bad, a wrong opinion. Metroid also has
2: okay. a ton of five out of
1: five songs that's, that's as fair. well throughout that's the true. series. That's very true. Except for um, Dread. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh let's move on to our man, uh Harky Man. So I'm also going to give him. I want I, oh. I
0: wanna shout out and.
1: Oh, you you have it under. You have a song that you think is overrated.
0: I don't. A okay it's not it's not overrated because I can't actually uh, okay. think of any that are overrated but okay but in fact this is my favorite song in the entire series however this song is is so overexposed that it is outrageous and that is lower brinstar red brinstar which is one of my okay. favorite favorite pieces of video game music ever but this this needs a break it needs a break it was in dread it was in samus returns it was in echoes it was in super metroid I love it I love it I love it I think it's a, a top like five like video game song for me, but it it needs a break. That's the closest that I could think of to like overrated right now. Agree.
1: Yeah. Um I think now that we now that you, you yoinked us back to the conversation, real quick, I will say <laughs> that the Raven Beak theme from Dread is overrated because I think people think it's pretty good and I don't I don't agree. <laughs> I do okay. not agree. Light. I Wait, like it outside of good? the
2: context in the game. I feel like when I people like it...
1: mention I feel like when people mention the track that it's like one of the examples that people give of like tracks in the OST that are not bad.
0: Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So Yeah, I
2: I like it outside of the game. I don't think it works inside the game at all. That's my opinion.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. I I have the opposite opinion. I think if you listen to it outside the game, it like there's no way you could sit there and listen to it like there's just there's no i can't fathom being in the headspace to listen to that theme or much else dread music outside of the game in the game i think it works as a boss battle theme but not a metroid boss battle theme
0: i listen to Dyron's theme all the time
1: psychotic behavior that's Um, gonna be that's gonna (laughs) be
0: above fedrana in in doom's crazy no absolutely not so
1: so moving on because we have a bunch of other questions to go here Um, I'll give him the one-two punch because one of these we're actually not going to answer for a particular reason. And and I'm about to reveal that because I'm going to read the question. Given Space Pirates, legit, not X, haven't been featured in a mainline game in a hot minute, would you like to see them make a return? If so, in what capacity? I'd love to see them have a new charismatic leader to fill the vacuum left by Mother Brain and Ridley. And I would say to that that it's funny you ask that because we are going to be doing an entire episode entirely on the Space Pirates and Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're going to talk about the history of the Space Pirates, but also Mm -hmm. the future of the Space Pirates, where we could see them next. So I don't want to give away, I'm sure there's a lot more thinking we all have to do, but I don't want to give anything away ahead of that. But I will say that we would, there's a chance that we'll talk about whether or not we want to see them return. I personally would like to see them return, and we're going to do a whole episode on the Space Pirates in the next few weeks, actually, to talk about the history of the Space Pirates, their lore, their appearances in the games, as well as if and when we'll see them next. So that's all uh, that's coming up soon. Anything else to add to that?
0: Nope. Nailed it.
1: Cool. Well, since that, we're not answering that question. We'll move on to Harky's second question, um, which is actually something that we've talked about on a previous uh, Q and but I was curious if um, this answer has changed for any of Cause I don't think we've talked about it recently. If Sam has passed the baton as the hero of the series, who would you like to see? Oh, who would you like to see it? Who would you like to see? Take it up. If Samus passed the baton on as the hero of the series, I'd be down for a young Chozo warrior who aspires to Samus's legend. So Harky man's asking mm-hmm. if, if, if the, if it was passed at all, who do you think it should go to? I'm I'm in the camp that I'm still very much like, I want to see more Samus and I don't need to see anyone else leading the games. But if it's a situation where Samus is trading it off for a game or forever um, doom, I'll throw it to you first. What kind of character? Who do you think that could be? Maybe.
2: Yeah, I could see, like, maybe, like, a one-and-done, like, an MGS2, but, like, I wouldn't want to see, like, a full-time replacement of Samus. I feel okay. like, like what you mentioned, I feel like this.
1: What if there if was? If there was? Yeah, what if there was?
2: I mean, I, I feel like it would have to be an original character that we've seen yet, because I can't really think of any current character that we have that would really mm. fit as a suitable replacement for Samus. So, okay. so like, so okay, yeah. so then,
1: like, do you think it could be, like, maybe a Chozo, maybe another bounty hunter, like a Federation soldier, maybe a completely new... Like, a Luminoth, or completely new species, like, what, what, do you, what do you think, like, would make the most sense? Because it seems like, at least, like, from Harkey's perspective, like, a young chosen warrior, that makes sense uh, to take over the mantle. So, like, where, where do you think that, like, if you don't know a character, would be like, where do you think they'd maybe come from? Or what do you think would make the most sense?
2: It would probably be, like, another bounty hunter or an independent contractor. Maybe, maybe something from an alien species, and then that way you could also have a gameplay hook in that. Maybe they could do things that just isn't possible with, you know a typical human in a power suit and so so i, I don't really know i'm just mm-hmm. throwing random ideas at the dartboard off the top of my head
1: okay I agree. andy
2: what do you think
0: I, I agree with you doom i i don't think that character exists in the metroid uh, world as mm-hmm. it is right now um i do think like i think that's an engaging story i actually wrote an editorial about this on omega metroid where like i i suggested that maybe metroid 6 a direction that that game could go is you actually do play as like another character like a raiden type of character and, and Samus is kind of on the, you know, we're, we're hunting her because she, now she's a Metroid, and now she's done all this bad stuff. And um, and I think that, like, I mean, you could go the bounty hunter road, that that would be clear and, and obvious and, like, probably the easiest. But I also think that there's, like, and it, and I'm not saying that this character has to be, like, an alien or a Chozo or whatever, but, like, you want to make it very distinct, like, when you're when you're playing as this character that you're that you're not Samus, right? Like you could do different things, you have different abilities, like a different way to play Metroid so that like playing as Samus feels very you know like like distinct and familiar whereas this one has a style all to themselves. Um I, I don't know. I mean, I I think that like honestly it would, it would depend on the context and story of like how that game uh shaped out. It would, it would be a new character, you know, maybe Maybe they could do some kind of space magic or something like that. Bring that baby Metroid back and make it a oh. person. Oh no, Jesus! <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> that,
1: might be, that might be a jumping the shark moment there for Metroid. Uh, it might.
0: It might be bad. I mean, I, the, the answer is it would be like an original character that we that we just have no idea about. Like you could you could think of weird things like that, or you could say like maybe it's like a a Samus AI or something like that. But I, I don't think anybody truly wants hmm. that. I think we just. You know, if, if that would ever happen, yeah, it's got to be a new character and, um, again, someone very unique.
1: Yeah, I I kind of like the idea of it being a Chozo, though. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's really, at this point, like the major faction. There's a lot, especially now from Dread, like a lot of importance riding on the Chozo. I think it makes a lot of sense for it to be a, you know, a Chozo warrior of some kind or, mm. or student or, or young Chozo of some kind not a bounty hunter and and maybe doesn't necessarily aspire to samus's legend specifically but i think having that like chozo background that's like more chozo than samus's it would be you know diverging in that way i think would be interesting and we've kind of seen how the chozo fight in dread and it's fun so like it would be cool to kind of play a character that does that kind of stuff too so i would be down for a chozo uh character but i still think there's a lot more of like we still don't know a lot about samus like and what she could be doing? She's still like, uh, she's not old or anything. Like, she's, you know, it's still got yeah. a lot of years. Like, so I don't know. I, I'm still down for a lot more stories with Samus, but I'd be down for a Chozo uh, character there.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know what? You know what could be kind of fun is an inversion of expectations. Maybe you, maybe you find what Planet Ridley's from, and there's like a good young little Ridley that you can play as that has small no, powers. Oh, please! I. Be <laughs> don't make fun. ridley
1: a pokemon or some kind of creature that can be found on a planet to explore like i i really i still i don't think so i i kind of like the uh, like idea of ridley being just one ridley for whatever reason like i think metroid has enough fantasy elements where like really doesn't have to come from a species or a family or like everything else Like i, I don't know i'd be i'd be kind of okay with that but yeah, okay I, I'm. I'm. I think I still have a little bit of trauma from Pokemon Ridley that I'm. I'm just. I'm hesitant to introduce any similar elements to that. Um, okay, I got a question from Cap. Uh, I think I need you two to put your thinking caps on because this one is a, a very specific and complex question. Sakamoto any
2: caps
1: around me. Okay, well put it on. Put it on imaginarily. Sakamoto and Tanabe are having a debate over the direction. For the next Metroid game, and they ask you to settle the matter. It must be one of the following: a rhythm game in which Samus much, must play her cello to the tune of a variety of music ranging, of, uh, a variety of music ranging from classical to modern pop remixes, or. A physics based welding game in which Samus must use her plasma beam torch attachment for Prime 3 to quickly assemble various pieces of scrap in order to create bridges, towers, and other structures to assist Federation troopers in tasks such as crossing canyons and containing or containing Metroids. So we have a rhythm game or we have a Pikmin Tears of the Kingdom Minecraft game. Uh, I'll take that one.
0: Yeah.
1: The second one, one. the latter. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which, okay. by the way, yeah,
2: I, I was about to say, I don't know, I don't know about you, but like to me, the obvious choice is the welding game. Honestly, none of those options—the Minecraft or Tears Again—that's not what came to my mind when I saw that. I was like, man, this is like Metroid Power Washing Simulator. Like that just mm. sounds so relaxing <laughs> to me. Yes,
0: okay. like
1: I would love to power play Beam that. Simulator. I I'm yeah assume, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna assume that none of you guys have played Cadence if I rule, but don't actually sleep on rhythm games. It was really fun.
1: That's what I was thinking of. I was like, yeah. I was thinking of Cadence of Hyrule, rule exactly.
0: Um, so I'm playing Metro... Again, I'm playing Metro Prime 3 Corruption. Where the, the Galactic Federation, the most advanced society, <laughs> civilization in the entire known history of the universe. And these guys don't have a soldering gun to repair this stupid <laughs> thing beside the door in I was like, you really are... You gotta you got wait for me to go to an alien planet so I can solder this for you while you stand there and guard the broken panel? Give your head a shake.
2: <laughs> to be uh, fair, you know, they had a lot of repairs to make and... Clearly, that panel just wasn't high on the to-do list, you know.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not at all.
1: There's a lot of bureaucratic red tape in Prime Three, which we are unaware of, and that's why we need a little, we need books and Metro to talk about all of that red tape.
0: Maybe if Admiral Dane came down for more hmm. than a little snippet and went back up, and you could scan him, there would be uh, more work done.
1: Speaking of Admiral Dane, real quick, of all the characters, like we we're saying, it wouldn't be a character that we know of. That it would be a new character if someone were to take over the mantle. But, hear me <laughs> out. I would be down for a game where you play as Admiral oh. it, I I'm Okay, now, let me concede here. Maybe not a mainline Metroid game, but maybe some kind of spinoff where it would be appropriate where you play as Admiral Dane. Maybe a little crime drama. Old visual novel I don't know like I or he just goes full bounty hunter himself he goes rogue. Admiral Dane side scrolling beat him up That would be it. cool I'd be down with that yeah he gets in like a big federation mech
0: If we're talking like pirate leg Admiral Dane maybe I I'm not really I don't no, know that's I'm not done. down to play I think he would make a great villain How do you think actually. he
1: got his pir- pirate leg How do you think he got his peg leg That's the know. game we need we need the or the Admiral Dane origin story and we got to see his leg get chopped in half
0: I like imagine if if Dane came back as a villain. In prime four, no. though, that would, that would be no. cool. No. Would be we
2: no, we can't. No, no. D- Dane is too pure. He's too pure. You well,
1: guys wait, want to? You guys want too many heel turns and face turns in Metro? Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. You fun. guys, why are you lumping me into this? I don't on, like this you, idea. Cause wait, Cause you, no, because <laughs> you both wanted Silix to switch sides earlier. No, no, no. This is what's going to happen with Dane. Okay, he doesn't. Yeah, and he doesn't want to fight Samus, there.
0: but he has to because he's a he's a proud officer of the Galactic Federation. So he's only a heel by default. He's kind of like The Undertaker when Vince ordered him to fight Shane and Hell in a Cell. He doesn't want to do it. He just has to. I don't know why The Undertaker mm. had to do that, actually, but nah. that's besides the point. That could be cool that'd be, way better, than, like the that'd be one... way better than a beat him up with dane are you...
1: yeah dane, dane's
2: like the one guy that samus can actually trust on the
0: inside exactly dane, yeah would never. i
1: would not want dane to ruin there's so many other characters that are not trustworthy we can make villains like don't ruin
0: but but that's like... how you get there that's the, when dane is finally just like i'm not doing the galactic federation's bidding because they're wrong and i'm with samus now that's Here's... a great moment
1: here's what i think you can, would be you can make
0: miles
2: from federation force the villain there
0: you go i know, no I know we're
1: going we're going way off topic because now we're not even talking about who would be the main character it would be who the villain is <laughs> but what if they brought anthony back and anthony was the bad guy but it was more of like um like a a, a a Terra theme from like teen titans where like you know he joins the bad side like he doesn't really have a choice and he like is reluctantly on the bad team and then he got has to redeem himself later and and help the good guys in the end i don't know that could be kind of there's a little bit of thing going on between Samus and Anthony. That could be kind of emotionally appealing. I don't know. That could be interesting.
0: I like Anthony, but unfortunately, he actually didn't make it in the Spateri cut of other M. No,
1: don't that's, spoil that. I'm sorry. He's like playing good parts of that game.
0: I know, and that's why you know. That's we don't, why we I had we don't to do need it. to
1: kill off everybody. Okay. Um Gameworm. Hops in here with their only question of the QA session. What Metroid creature would you like to have as a pet? Metroid. Okay. Right? Uh, doom <laughs> come up with a more creative answer <laughs> than that
2: honestly I feel like uh the Metroid prime versions of the zoomers honestly they're like pretty chill creatures I, I, f- I feel like you know I, I feel like you said you could, zoomers you and I, was,
1: I was like oh wait there are things yeah <laughs> <those> zoomers.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah like a zoomer or a gamer or something like that probably the zoomer because they're the ones that don't have like the uh, the mm. spikes that come out in surprise y'all are,
1: you. y'all are leaving the easy answer on the table here I'll give you a th- Ten more seconds before I say it. I, I, I feel like so you're going to a, say a Decorah because you could just write no. it to
0: work. That'd be cool, actually.
1: No, but close. Not close at all. Actually, Doom. Oh. Oh. I, that, that was going to be my guess. I was going to say I'm going to say a Stone Toad. That... Stone Toad from Metroid Prime. I guess. That's easy. A, I guess that's they're, a, they're pretty uh, big though.
2: That's the an big, obvious answer. Cool.
1: I think that's the obvious answer. It's one of the few things in Metroid that's not going to outwardly kill you, for one thing. So oh, I don't know. I? That's, yeah. As long as you don't get close enough and you know, like no man,
0: my cat walks by that thing and it's just like well
1: like Well, no more cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's I what you I got the stone not. toad for. You don't need any other pets. You I have guess. the stone toad. Um Okay. Papa Rick jumps in do you believe that other metroidvania games have surpassed what metroid or castlevania can do in the genre do you think metroid and castlevania have more to offer i think on the first question that's i would say yes i feel like it's been a while that like metroid and castlevania specifically have been like the top games in the genre especially over the 2010s we have had a lot of examples of indie games come around that have really pushed the formula farther than metroid i think specifically have i mean hollow knight ori A lot of under um, indie darlings that have come out that have done that, so I I would say yes. Uh, I mean, we even have like that Prince of Persia game that we were just talking about last week. That like that's doing stuff that's like Mm -hmm. pushing against the giving Metroid competition in a lot of ways, like comparing it to Dread that just came out too. So I think it's been a while where Metroid and Castlevania have kind of been the top dogs in the genre. But I do think that they both have more to offer for sure. But I don't think it's I think it's been a while, especially Metroid. Maybe dread has brought it back into the fold, but like there was a time where like Metroid was not the best Metroidvania for two D games. So I I think it's been a while.
0: That's really interesting. Me personally,
2: the answer is so. For me personally, at least when it comes to Metroid, the answer is no. It's my favorite series of all time. That being said, I I think I think what you were saying though, Dak. I think I agree in terms of like its relevance in the space. I think up until Dread, absolutely, like that Mm -hmm. genre was definitely like. You know, I mean, even even today, like Hollow Knight, like I mean there's there there are some crazy people out there that actually think Hollow Knight is better than Super Metroid, which is uh factually incorrect, but you know, a lot there's a lot of people that do believe that, and I think that's a testament, you know, to how, you know, impactful these games are, you know, uh, Andy and I, we talked about Ori um, about a year ago on the podcast, we both absolutely love that game, I still need to play Will of the Whips, though, I'm really excited to do that one of these days, and you know, there's been a ton of other uh, Metroidvanias in the space as well, you know, most recently we got, um we got Jedi Survivor that just came out, a sequel to Fallen Order as well, and so...
1: Yeah, I mean no, even Castle... the, think of, even think of the games we've done on inspired by Metroid like Guacamelee, Axiom Verge, like those are games that like Arkham I Asylum. think are, are yeah, like those are games that I think in in some examples are better than 2D Metroid games. So uh, you know, AM2R is not an affi- like that's another like that's mm-hmm. not I mean it is a Metroid game. It's not an official Metroid game. So like there are definitely a lot of examples where I, I feel like their Metroid has been surpassed in some uh, here's here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing about Castlevania and Metroid is like they, the the question to me kind of infers like what, which series is driving innovation and, and new ideas and like refining good ideas, um, in the Metroidvania genre. And up until like 2007, Castlevania and Metroid were, were the top dogs, like undisputably. Now the thing is, is that like after that, they they stopped making two D Metroids and they stopped making two D Castlevanias that were Metroidvanias. So like they didn't have the chance to to keep on to keep on like uh, improving and refining. And so you got games like Hollow Knight and like Ori, and those games are are undoubtedly uh, incredible, uh, excellent masterpieces. I would even say for for Ori, um, and, and Hollow Knight isn't too far behind. But, um, you know, you, you kind of look at what those games did and like a lot of what makes them really special. I think to me, it isn't like pushing the Metroidvania like boundaries or or introducing a lot of new ideas, but just like they did what they, what traditional Metroidvanias do really well. Like there's incredible soundtracks, incredible visuals, incredible gameplay, incredible like, like, and then when you have Metro Dread come out and like, I, I think like, Immediately almost it's just like, holy smokes, is this if this isn't the best Metroidvania I've ever played in terms of like gameplay and like movement and like mm-hmm. I, I I don't know what is. So like I i think you could probably make the argument that certainly Metro like certainly Castlevania's fallen off. Like it's been it's been surpassed because Konami's a mess and they don't know you know, there there was no series hotter than Castlevania in like the Game Boy Advance DS era, and now it's it's you know just whatever, which is a crime because the the show is so popular and, and you think if any time was the time to strike, it'd be now. But like I think Metroid, yeah, like with, with Samus Returns and and Dread, like I think it's right back up there, like leading leading the charge into and again, it's not like it's like completely revolutionizing ideas, but like I I think Dread in particular with like the slide, the momentum, the, the way that, that Shine Spark worked, like that's that's Flash that's shifts. pretty yeah, like that's yeah. pretty innovative stuff and, and it really made that game feel very fluid um mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think like I think like Hollow Knight and Warrior are definitely like a, a cut above the other metroidvanias that have come out recently and, and that's not a knock against any other metroidvanias like Guacamelee I think that game's great but like th- those games did bring some new gameplay elements that y- you could certainly make that argument but I don't know. I, I, I think I still feel like Metroid is king of the mountain until it's definitively not, you know?
1: Yeah, I think you make a good point. It was kind of like, I th- until Dread, yes, other games kind of surpassed yeah. a little bit and then Dread came out and that was like showing Metroid had more to offer and that's what it was. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't really catch, keep up with Castlevania, so I can't speak to that. But I never really played Castlevania to begin with. so um, I, th- right. I think you'd like it, Zach. I, th- I think you'd really enjoy it. I'm sure I would. I mean, though, then again, I hate fighting the Belmonts and Smash. I don't know. Maybe it'll be more fun to play as them. There you go. Um, I will say, you,
2: well, well, they're Symphony of the Night, you kind of, but that's that's neither here nor there.
1: It's just I'm not a big vampire guy, you know? Mm, so, yeah. yeah, that's never been. Not, I like sci-fi, you know? Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see here. Um. Minneapolis King 25. That's on my guy. What kind of new suit abilities do you think the series should adopt in both 2D or 3D? All right, that's a it's a pretty pretty broad question asking us for some ideas for new suit abilities in in 2D and 3D Metroid. I don't know. I'd have to think about that a little more. That could that could be I think it's whole a whole um episode. I have on new... got
0: one thing off the top of my head that I think would be Okay. Cool. But this would only really work Oh, well, maybe it would work in 3D, actually. You kind of saw it with Breath of the Wild, but, like, I, I feel like a suit that could rotate gravity or your environment around you to, like, change the actual structure of a room, that would be pretty cool. Like a like a literal gravity suit that you could, like, twist the, the room, or, like, an interactive suit that could change, like, the actual structure of a room. Um, mm-hmm. Similar to, like, how, like, the Divine beasts moved in, in Breath of the Wild. They could, you know, rotate, backflip, whatever. That could be cool. Um, I, I think, like, with suits it's so it's so dependent on the setting of the game that it's, it's a yeah. little bit hard to um, to say. I mean, beyond just, like, throwing stuff out, like, oh, like, you know, I want to be able to swim in acid, or, or <laughs> hike up Everest, or whatever. Like, I don't know. do me got anything?
2: So... So, one of the ideas that I've talked about, and I'm not sure if this would really be, like, a suit upgrade, but, like, I've talked about how much I've wanted to see anti-gravity in, like, the Metroid universe, and, you know, you know, Metroid Prime, as much as I love that game, I still find it weird that, you know, you go onto the pirate ship, and on the outside, the gravity is just, like, perfectly normal, like, there's no changes in that at all. Meanwhile, just above you, you have these asteroids that are, you know, still, you know, not feeling the effects of... Mm-hmm. The gravity. Maybe maybe it's very specific, specific gravity wells on that specific surface. I don't know. But I, I always think that, like, that's just, you know, there's so much gameplay opportunity to utilize anti-gravity. But kind of another specific suitability that I had in mind, maybe was, you know, maybe, like, an energy transfer suit. So, like, you take energy from, like, almost, almost kind of like Metroid Prime 2, but a little more in-depth than, you know, just a cutscene, where, you know, you take energy, and then you carry it over across to another world, and then you use that energy, you know, to do puzzles and do, you know, all sorts of things. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, it, it could also work, like, you know, the the phase on gun at the end of Prime, where you take that, and then you use it as a weapon in, like, a specific mm. place. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of different possibilities you could do that with. Maybe it's different types of energies that do different kind of things. But
0: yeah,
1: I I don't have a specific idea other than I always thought it'd be really cool if you had like a, a suitability where if you shot something in a long distance and you hit the target, you could teleport to the the target that you hit. Yeah, that'd be Cool. Yeah, so like you shoot something from super far, you confirm it, you hit a button and it just like warps you. That would be kind of cool. It's kind of like the snowball in, in Agram if you ever played League of Legends. Um the only I other thing that's I, a Zelda
0: power-up in one of the games, but I can't remember which one, but that would be awesome actually.
1: Yeah. Something that I always thought would be like a natural progression that never happened in Metroid, especially after Fusion, was I always thought it'd be really cool if Samus could like get different suit upgrades based on like and like weapons based on absorbing enemies in the environment around her kind of like a kirby copy ability almost and and i i that'd be cool if there was maybe a suit where like you could absorb an enemy and like get like a a buff to a certain like immunity or defense or get a certain a special attack or something like that'd be i think that'd be kind of cool as like an evolution of the of the series like all of a sudden you have so many different suit options and weapon options because you're able to absorb this thing and that thing and 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 suck it up and get its special ability and and turn samus into a kirby maybe not as crazy as that but it'd be kind of cool to maybe mix and match like absorbing different things and seeing what those combos would come up with i don't know be Dude,
0: i really think you would like castlevania aria of sorrow i think you're describing okay. that game <laughs> and you know what like the Metroid suit, like that there's a lot of untapped potential there. Like that, that's, you know, oh, I was still... so
1: disappointed when they didn't keep that in the end of dread. Like please bring that back. I the Metroid back. suit. It's
0: gotta come back. Yeah. Gotta.
1: So. Um speaking of the dread suit and the and dread in general. And a few more questions left here. Um from Luke B. What's your opinion on the story of Metroid Dread without connecting it to the other game story? So I feel like we've answered this mm. quite a bit on the show. Um, but I guess real quick maybe just a quick like summary of what we feel about it like not connecting it to like let's say this is the first time you played dread like or i'm sorry the first time you played metroid like dread is like was like your first metroid game like on its own standing alone does dread still have a pretty decent story i think so yeah i think
2: it's fine i think it's fine it's okay it's got again the, the one element i'm really not a fan of again is you know the whole Doha, Maken, Jean. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't, I don't ridiculous. see what's yeah, so hard, no. to but aside, about
1: no, hard to understand that. It. No, I understand it. It's that it's dumb. It's just, it's dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but that yeah. that aside, that aside, it's fine. I think it's one of those things where, like, when you have a game like Fusion or or Prime 3, and you get a really good taste of, like, good a good story in Metroid that, like, isn't just there to service the gameplay... Um, you kind of want more of it. That's why I always loved Fusion, because like, it felt like the story existed beyond just servicing the gameplay, which, let's be honest, for a lot of Metroid games, that's pretty much what the story is there for. Super mm-hmm. Metroid, the original Metroid, Metroid Prime, like, it's there to service the gameplay. And Fusion, they kind of changed that, and, and in Prime 3, they did as well. And I think in Dread, they did that a little bit, but for the most part, Dread's story feels like it's mostly in service to the gameplay. Like, it never really feels like it's trying to go beyond that. Um, I think really my biggest gripes beside the gene thing and other things I mentioned is that it's very like exposition dumpy. Like I wish the information was kind of spread out a bit more evenly throughout the story instead of having these three major beginning conversation in the middle with, with old egg. And then at the end and that's it. So like, I kind of wish it was uh, split up a little bit more, but yeah, I mean, it's not great in my opinion, but it's not bad it's serviceable, which it could be better. And I know it can, it be exists because it, it has been. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, man for um another one real quick from Paulson 91 could the melee counter from dread or samus returns work in prime 4 and if you think it could work how do you how would you implement it and what changes or tweaks would you make um andy you're shaking your head i
0: I don't know i think it's a
1: really simple solution
0: i I, i'm sure it probably could work i'd have to say i i I can't picture how it might work in my head what i i think it would be more engaging actually to have like like Doom style finishing moves, where like you you need an enemy and like they're they're stunned or whatever, and you just go in and start beating the hell out of them or whatever. Or you're probably not as graphic as Doom Eternal or whatever, but like that that to me sounds a little bit more cool and and like melee esque. I, I don't know I don't know how you would do a counter necessarily. Maybe I'm overthinking it, and it could literally be like a uh, a button press that you could do it, and it would activate that. But something something about that seems like it should stick with two D to me.
2: Our minds are on the same plane right now, and I'm loving it. Because because here's the thing, the, the counter you you could make the counter work, but when I think of like how you could make you know kind of three D melee takedowns work, I think of Doom Eternal, and more specifically, I think of the Metroid Other End finishing moves, and I feel yeah, like that yeah. is a way that you other can translate kind of those. Great. And I feel like that's a way how you could translate that into a first person perspective. And maybe you could e- that could that could even be an instance where you like pull the camera back and you go into third person. And maybe that's kind of how you make the Metroid version unique in, in and of itself because that way you can actually see Sam as doing all the yeah. you know her cool, you know, jujitsu and wrestling moves and all that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we're addressing two different things though cuz like we're talking about a melee counter and we're mm-hmm. talking about a finish finishing moves where yeah. those are those are separate functions. Um yeah, I think, uh, I think the finishing moves would be great. I want more of that. I Other M, that's like the one of the good things about the game is the finishing moves. Um, yeah, what you just described, Doom, is how it's done in, in Destiny, right? You're in first person, you get the finisher queue, you hit it, and it brings you into third person. You get to see yeah. the cool animation, and then it brings you back to first. I'm assuming that's how they would do it. I think a melee counter would be really easy because for Metro Prime 4, I, I would like to think that there's going to be a very simple melee button that's like, a general FPS melee where she just whacks something over the head with the arm cannon or whatever. And I can easily see like if an enemy is about to do a melee attack or whatever, it gets a little like notifier above their head or it flashes. And if you hit the melee move, instead of doing the regular melee, it does like a special one that does like stagger and like stuns them back. And that yeah. you could do in first person. Um, it would just be like a stronger melee essentially, if you timed it based on an enemy's attack. That's how I would do it. It'd be very simple. And then you'd separate it from the finisher, which is, an enemy is at, like, 20% health. You go up to it and you hit, you know, the finisher button, like, in Destiny or whatever, and you can do a cool finisher. I think Um, that's fine. I just... I I I wouldn't
0: want to see it switch to, like, third person just for a a melee counter. No,
1: for the melee counter, I think you keep it in first person. The finishers, Uh, uh, you would move to third. Yep. I'm I'm Um, done with
0: that. If uh, if it was that simple, I think it would be fine.
1: One thing I think would be really
2: cool for the melee, and I've had this... I've had this idea ever since I was a little kid and I saw the Zero Mission uh, Boxer. You see that... That image of, like, Samus sweeping her arm cannon down with, like, the little uh, power beam arc coming off of it. And Mm. I was always thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool if you could, like, melee an enemy, but if you had, like, your charge beam active, that does, like, some sort of bonus effect or damage. Well, extra damage. And depending depending on what beam you have selected, there's, like, a Mm. different effect that happens, you know, depending on the melee. And then there's, like, different ways that you interact with enemies and bosses that are oh my God. Than how you would usually I'm, use the beam. I'm not gonna Doom. lie, I
0: would be down for them just to like literally copy the the energy sword from Halo and just like, like from the from the beam.
1: Do I have this uh, game for you called Destiny? Because <laughs> that's <laughs> what <laughs> happens in that game. If you have the different classes selected, you get different melee abilities depending on which one it is. It's it's I I 100% agree. I, that would be so sick. You get a different melee like uh, attack essentially depending on which beam you have active, and you could charge it up by charging the beam as well. What if, like, you did a melee and had, like, the your your super missile charge or something and just does, like, a huge explosion when you when you hit someone? That like, could be that, a better
0: version could, of beam combos, I feel like. Yeah.
1: They could do a lot of... They could actually do a lot of cool stuff with the melee system and, and change it up depending on what you have equipped when you do the melee and, like, have timings and whatnot. Like, ah, Just getting me excited thinking about it. Hmm you could like maybe combine the grapple beam with that with you know some of the more combat
2: oriented stuff they did in prime three maybe take pull an enemy closer to you and then melee them to get even mm-hmm. more damage with like the way it bounces off
1: yep yep 100 percent. yeah I-, I really i really do think they I-, I mean i really hope they implement melees like in like i i think it's really cool that you could have the dynamic of like your long range and mid-range like fire like weapons-based combat and then like just smacking stuff over the head with your arm cannon and like giving it a Mm -hmm. suplex and grappling beaming and stuff like i think that those two different like contrasting gameplay loops are working together would be really fun so i hope they i hope they do that i hope they like i want them to pull out all the stops of prime four give me cool melees give me cool weapons give me cool finishers let me just beat the crap out of everything that's in (laughs) front of me that's what i want so i hope we get that um i like that prime four pitch that's, I mean, yeah, that's always been part of my prime four pitches having a nice, in-depth, fun melee system for sure. Um, okay, some of these other questions I'm gonna pick and choose here because I think we've either answered them already, right. um, or or they are similar to what we've we've done before. So, um, so this is actually a, a new supreme man. I like, I'm kind of curious, as I'm curious, if y'all are interested in doing this. How do you guys feel about do? Uh, how do you guys feel about the idea of doing more fan story pitches for games? Whether it be rewrites like you did for other M or Dread, or something completely new. So obviously we did our Dread rewrites. Andy, you just did your other M re- re- rewrite. Hashtag there... release the Spiteri cut. Yes. Are um... we Are we thinking of maybe doing other um, either rewrites of Metroid games, or maybe original Metroid games, or something like that? I don't know. Is there any anything? Uh, on I can the see mind? it
2: doing like maybe in the future, like when new games come out, if we think that that game deserves a rewrite. But I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like at at the time. Re- Time of right now, I feel like we've covered everything. We rewrote Other M. We rewrote Dread. Mm-hmm. Um, we did an episode did talking about Federation Force. Six that we, yeah, 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 that yeah. Federation Force issues. too. Um, yeah,
0: yeah so. ne- never say never. Like, I, I think, I think you're right. Like, I, I don't know that a bunch of other games need it necessarily right now. And like, um, you know, I, I, we've done some, we've done some story pitches for for Metroid Six. Uh, haven't really got. I mean, we've touched on it for Metroid Prime Four, but not really got there. Um, I, I mean, I, I, don't think that we're going to like start to, you know, pre- present stories necessarily, but like, Oh, I had this great idea for a story. Like here's, here it is. Um, but I don't know, never say never. Maybe we do. Maybe it's just something that's so engaging that it catches mm-hmm. on.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'd be, I'd be down to do another like fan game pitch or, or something like that. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. A re- re- rewrite or something like that. Um, Okay. Let's see. So a uh, Harky Man asked about sword play in Metroid, kind of like Castlevania, Axiom Virgin, Hollow Knight. I feel like we kind of just talked about like melee yeah. combat. Um I don't I don't personally think we want to see like a ton of melee combat outside of what we just described. Like I don't think we want to see like a literal sword. Um I mean, I would, I maybe, would be fine with a beam maybe, sword to be honest. I, I was about to say maybe one sword because yeah it's like halo like you got the energy sword like that's dope but maybe give it like the the metroid mace like it's a mace with yeah. like and and the mace head it looks like a metroid and samus has that for some reason oh that'd be cool maybe just yeah, I could, one I a, little see, bit, a
2: little I could bit i can see samus getting like a little blade that comes out of like the grapple beam arm maybe kind of similar again the doom eternal because i really like that blade in that game uh it, it's just actually- let her
1: hit people with the arm cannon man yeah you know like, I think you don't got to go more than that. But I do think it would be kind of badass to, like, dual-wield, like, like uh, arm cannon shots with, like, a sword in the other hand or something. I feel like it would be, be cool. totally unnecessary, yeah. but that'd be kind of badass. That'd be kind of cool. Dual, we need dual-wielding in, in Metroid, I think.
0: Let, let me jump in here really quick, because we just talked about fan pitches and stuff. And and I think we are we might be skipping over this question, Um, but it's from, from Quaid. I'll write mm-hmm. you a fan pitch for a, a crossover bounty hunter game between like Metroid, F Zero, maybe Star Fox, something like that. We can we can come up with something cool. Maybe we could do that one in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. So yeah, real quick, just for context, Quaid asked, um, Nintendo decides to mesh some franchises to make a game based on bounty hunting. You obviously get Metroid and F Zero and even Star Fox characters in it. What concepts could you see in this theoretical game? So yeah, maybe that's a that's a. That's a picture we we do. I mean, we talked about this how we wanted to see an FCR game where, like, you go race people in the day, Mm. punch people at night. Maybe do that with and throw in Samus and and, uh, Fox and Falco. That could be it. Like, something like that. Like, they get involved in some space crime conspiracy and have to figure it out. That could be cool.
0: Maybe Falco's a Chozo
1: oh my god that would be funny if falco like finds (laughs) out he's a chozo and like has to like be a chozo and like gets involved with that and like has to like completely change lifestyle like that would be actually i'm kind of down for that
2: yeah he Um, finds out the chozo prefer the ground because personally he prefers the air (laughs)
1: um okay okay these are a couple i know we we are running not short on time but i think we're we're wrapping this up here i don't Mm -hmm. know if the so, Andy, you just jumped in and grabbed a question there. And that was I wasn't sure if we were going to ask it or not. But uh, a couple I'm sorry, of, I, I
0: thought you might have been skipping by it. So I just, I was, to... I just
1: I wasn't sure if we were going to do it or not, but I was like, yeah, that one's fine. I don't know if you both kind of scanned the remaining questions, but I, I feel like Kevin's they've kind of been things. cool,
0: and maybe we could save the rest for another day. How about that?
1: Okay. Um. So, so, Kevin's question is the Metroid Prime Remastered one you're referring to, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, Kevin, PDZ09... One a six writes us. I understand why Nintendo shadow dropped Metroid Prime Remastered when and how they did. However, the only sales figure was 1.09 million copies sold in one month after it was announced. While that figure is very impressive for a remaster, they shadow dropped it with no marketing beforehand and just on brand recognition alone. Obviously it would have sold. Obviously if it would have, obviously it would have been nice if it sold a lot more, like close to dreads over 3 million sold especially with Prime 4 on the way. What are your thoughts on this? Do you wish Nintendo would have done a regular marketing cycle for MPR, or do you think shadow dropping it was the best scenario? I was interested that you wanted to talk about this, because I feel like we we did an episode just on this specific topic about we a did. month after MPR came out, how I feel like we talked about, at least from what I remember, that we all thought it was a great number and yep. weren't I- concerned about it.
0: All that I wanted to um, to add to this is, is for context of uh, I, I think a lot of people sleep on how many people watch Nintendo Directs like I like for, so I just quickly check six million people watch that Nintendo Direct um, that mm-hmm. where Metro Prime Remastered was announced and about uh, like a quarter million people have watched the initial release trailer so like that's it's pretty good publicity and like would would you do it for every game no but like i i feel like you know don't don't underestimate like how many people and the and the and the power of impulsivity too like uh i I, that was all i really wanted to add is like don't underestimate that and like well i do wish that the number could have been a little bit bigger um it is what it is and and i don't think that shadow dropping it had any bearing on that number
1: Mm. hmm it's one of those things where like yeah like you put more money in like the more you put in the more you get out like Obviously, like that could go that goes for anything. Like, if they had marketed any kind of game, if they marketed Dread more, it could have sold five million copies. Like, obviously, it'd be better if they had done that. That'd be great. It's also not our money, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, Nintendo has a marketing budget that figures all those things in. My biggest takeaway from it was Metroid Dread got like not a crazy amount of marketing, but it got a decent amount of marketing. It had like a solid several week campaign of, of paid ads, commercials a lot of like social media push like it was on Reddit, like it it was it had a solid amount of push, they had a whole website built for it, all this stuff and Metroid Prime Remastered had none of that, and still sold pretty close kind of to what Dread sold with none of that push to me
0: Uh, that's not entirely true I mean, mean, we're talking 1 versus 3 million
1: I I mean, yeah, there's a 2 million gap, but it sold over a million copies without any of that Yep. I think that's pretty substantial. Okay, I'll give you, maybe not close, but, like, it sold over a million copies without all that kind of stuff. To me, I think that's a huge win for Nintendo because it tells them that they can release a Metroid game without that fanfare and all that kind of stuff and still sell a million copies. I think that, to me, is just as as big of a win as Metroid Dread getting all that push and selling three million copies. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't close, but MPR did really good for what it was. And I think... Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime Remastered probably would have had a quicker diminishing return on more marketing dollars spent than Dread would have because it was a remake, because it was like a smaller yeah. game in terms of like importance, like whatever. So I don't know if necessarily like just pumping money in would have gotten the same return as if you had pumped the same amount more into to Dread. But I do think for what Metroid Prime, I said it then and I'll say it again, for Metroid Prime Remastered sold based on how they released it and the little amount of push they put into it i think it's still pretty impressive it sold over a million copies Mm -hmm. that's not nothing you know that's that's nothing to to shake your nose at so yeah ideally it would have gotten it would have sold more it would have gotten more marketing but for what it got i think it performed really well yeah
2: i'm kind of in agreement there. i think i think a large part of it is that as metroid fans we're like more in tune to like you know the sales data and the articles and the hype surrounding it and so When it doesn't quite meet those internalized expectations, it can feel like a huge blow. Like, I remember, like, I remember specifically, like, you know, right after the game came out, there was all these articles. Like, oh my god, Prime Remastered, it's like the second best-selling game in the UK. For like a month straight, it was like the best-selling eShop Mm -hmm. title in the US. And we're like, oh man, this is gonna do gangbuster numbers. And then when the one point nine oh nine comes out, it's like, oh, that's that's it? And in Mm -hmm. reality, for what it was that's still a really good number but like when you have when you're reading all those stuff and when you're like you know when you're in the trenches and when you're like reading all those articles and stuff you know it can feel it it can feel like something bigger is happening when in reality that's just not the case at all you know you're 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 overanalyzing you're you're getting yeah, you're overanalyzing it basically.
1: I think the the hype blindness can be there too because I remember a lot of that and I I thought the num- million number was great but I remember being like, "Oh yeah, like it was on these charts and whatever, blah blah. I was at the top of the eShop. shop I'm like, "Yeah, but the chart you're citing number 1 was like a UK chart and let's be honest, like the UK is not a huge region."
0: <laughs> no. Second,
1: mm-hmm. It was at the top of the eShop in a time where there weren't really any other big releases that it had to compete with. Like it was at the top of the chart, but what else was at the top of the chart? Really, nothing else. I, I can't really even think of anything else it was competing with at the time. Maybe a, a Pokemon game or a Kirby game. Like it, maybe. So I don't even think Arceus or, or whatever was like the yeah. the most recent Pokemon to come out yet. So like it, it was, it, there was. It wasn't like it released this des- in December or. Yeah. You know, like, like in May or June, like it released in March or, or I'm sorry, February. Um, so it wasn't like it was really up against too much. So on one hand, like it was, if you just looked at it, like with no context and you're like, oh, it's topping these charts, blah, blah, Yeah, you could easily get this expectation that it should be selling tons of millions of copies based on that. But if you actually looked at it with some little context, you could see that was never really the case.
0: I think like, yep, generally speaking too, uh, Tears of the Kingdom being the exception but, like, I, I feel like the Switch hasn't been that hot this year. Like, for the last, like, year plus. Like, there have been games coming out. They've been selling well. But it's not, like, the the crazy amount of games sold on, like, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey and Animal Crossing and Splatoon. Like, that... Luigi that, 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 mentioned like 3. Off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like that's tapered off a little bit. And, it, and it's come a little bit back down. And I think that's because everybody knows that we're in, like, the last little hurrah mm. for the Switch. And typically... That's what happens when you when you get to the last little bit in uh, in a Nintendo console life life cycle. I'm I'm surprised. I'm actually flabbergasted that Tears of the Kingdom has sold as much as as it has. So, um, yeah, surprised
2: all of us to an extent. Like I knew it was going to sell well, but like it's just absolutely dominated. I'm very interested to see what that next sales report is going to be because it's it's definitely outpaced 20 million at this point. It's going to be 25.
0: Like it's 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 <laughs> outrageous. Crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. An interesting question.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Of course, we love we love tracking the the sales and how things are going to go. And and I'm not going to. I don't. I don't think it's worth like a super full answer to this. But Harkyman also asked, and we've talked about this. Like, what is the percent chance of like Prime Two and Prime Three dropping or whatever? Harkyman was talking about what are the what's the chance that Echoes either digital or physical and Zero Mission maybe on nintendo switch online both being announced in a february 2024 direct because that's their 20th um, anniversary and i actually didn't think about that that it is i don't know if I it has anything either. to. i didn't think about that that those games their 20th anniversary would would be in 2024 and who knows that could be a great time to to drop both so i
2: don't think nintendo will ever reference the anniversaries of those games that being said i actually don't think february, february 2024 i think makes sense ...for both of those games to release. Because by that time, we only... ...I believe we only have one or two more... ...GBA games that we're waiting for Nintendo... ...to release on the service... ...that they've already previously announced. Um So they're going to have... ...so they're going to give us a new lineup soon... ...and I think February makes sense to get that lineup. Zero Mission yeah. sounds like a pretty safe bet. Prime 2... um, ...I'm feeling pretty optimistic... ...that we'll get Prime 2 or 3 in some capacity... ...you know, as kind of a runway... ...leading up to Prime 4... And again, I feel like they would want to focus on that before doing, you know, the Switch 2 reveal, which I think we're all in agreement is around the time we're going to see Prime 4. So yeah, February, like, I'm not willing to bet any money on it, but I think February, like, it makes sense that for various Mm -hmm. unrelated reasons that you can see Zero Mission and Prime 2 both get revealed there. Yeah, that's going to make
0: sense to happen, but because there's a direct, not because it's the anniversary
1: that that's what i was yep, about to say exactly. i think it, yep. it's because it's a direct because there's really nothing else dropping because yep. when you really kind of look at it a bit more like it technically zero missions the one that released in february primed not released until november of that year so it's mm-hmm. not even its anniversary so it's it's a little bit of a stretch but yeah i i can 100 percent see like i think we mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago metro prime 2 dropping in that same slot that metro Prime master dropped this year in that february kind of like nothing else coming out time of year so absolutely uh absolutely could see that we'll see here we go um, Yeah, metroid dread releasing
2: during the 30th anniversary was just a coincidence that had nothing that was not intentionally planned <laughs> prime remastered i mean they could have released that a few months earlier for the anniversary but they waited till february to do that because that's the time that they thought made the most sense
1: and did it really matter at the end of the day no i don't i don't think no, so. No. so like so um all right well there are a couple other questions we did not get to but i think we pretty much covered all the salient metroid related ones and ones that were um, not duplicates. So, with that said, um, thanks again, to everybody, that submitted to our latest round of Metroid questions and Metroid answers, guys. Uh, what do you think? I think we had some good questions there.
0: Great questions, as as per usual. Thank you uh, to everybody. I I always say it, and I always will say it. I love doing these shows because they're easy, and they're you know, you <laughs> guys think for us, so uh, it's it's fantastic. Thank you for the great questions. And if we well, didn't get your questions, we'll try and get them uh, next. Not next to come across
1: as lazy but yes it is great that we yeah. <laughs> get to engage with y'all um you said that not me no. yes. we're
0: on a
2: lazy day on occasion
1: hey man we do this show every week yeah. uh it, sometimes it's a you know we need a little crutch to lean on yeah so sorry if we didn't get to everyone's questions um there were a couple of you that that started submitting questions either after i had already put the document together or after we mm-hmm. started recording the episode um so in which case apologies there um but what Makes i will sense. do is next time next time i will i have the document of the questions we did this episode so the next episode we do i'll be able to cross reference that and see what the cutoff was and then just pick up questions from there so uh i mean it'll probably be a couple months until we do another one of these anyway so i'm not too worried about it but yeah uh thanks so much everyone for submitting your questions i think we had a good solid. um Mix of new questions and kind of, you know, retreads yeah. of, of questions we wanna get a little bit of an update on. So Absolutely uh, Yeah. And 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 we have some exciting episodes coming up soon as well.
0: Yes. I'm very excited about some of the stuff that we got coming down uh coming down the pipe. The Space Pirates is gonna be awesome. We're we're talking about Metro Prime Four next week. That's gonna be awesome. We're uh uh I think i can't remember if i said it or thought it but i want to bring definitive ranking back and, and talk have about it down. corruption okay then perfect mm-hmm. yeah we got some so, good stuff
2: corruption there. definitive ranking is on the hmm. list um, yeah, i yeah. also do i also talked about before i do want to revisit the prime two definitive ranking as well and uh do some updates on that because i'm i really want to play through that game as well
1: yeah well i think our list right now is looking at next week doing talking about prime four um What's it going to take for it to be a success? I think we're all going to come to the idea up to the table with our own ideas of like what we think personally it needs to be a success, Mm -hmm. what that looks like, what that means. And then the week after that, a deep dive on Space Pirates lore, past, present, and future. And then, yeah, Andy, like you said, 187 right now, tentatively, definitively ranking Metroid Prime 3 corruption. Man, you've been talking about it a lot lately, and I'm just. I'm I'm very much like I'm just gonna I want to do a full run of the three games three trilogy games play through Metro Primary Master again and then just pick right up and go right into two right into three I might just I might just have to do that because you're, you're you're making me fiend for Corruption I love it's that so game.
0: good it's so good yeah. I can't wait to talk about it um uh, it, it might it yeah I'll save it for the episode but I can't wait to talk about I was
1: gonna it. say now that we're definitively ranking it I'm yeah. I have to go back. And give it a whirl. So, uh, looking forward to that. Andy, I'll throw it back to you real quick to, to sign off here. Uh,
0: okay, well, once again, thank you to everybody for submitting questions. They were amazing. And uh, like I said, if we didn't get to your question, we'll try and get to it next time we do a QA. But in the meantime, uh, you can check us out over on Twitter. We are at Omega Metroid Pod. Uh, I am at Cemetery 316. Dak is at Dak City underscore. Doom is at Doominal Cross. And, and uh, we're also, I think all of us are over on Blue Sky, which looks more and more like it might be the air to twitter apparent so uh go check us out over there all the same handles uh as well um and you know what get in on our discord ask a question and sometimes if if there's if you know if we didn't get to your question and, and we don't have another q a episode coming uh around the corner maybe we'll just talk about it right there in discord you could talk with us in real time like right there so that's always pretty fun yeah um we got patreon going on we got uh, speaking of Metroid Prime three. Uh, I got the pirate Homeworld coming up in the great Metroid area ranking So that's gonna be a lot of fun plus some other areas as well So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to do that and uh, Of course check out omegametroid.com like uh, like we were saying we've got all kinds of new guides coming up uh, New all, all kinds of stuff that you can check out over there So go and visit you can read the Spateri cut of Metroid other M <laughs> talking about story repitches and last but not least Check us out wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, review, rate, comment—all of that fun stuff. We appreciate it all. We love it all. And uh, yeah, I think that's—I uh, think that's it. So, with that being said, everybody, uh, we'll see you back here next week for some Prime Four. Until then, take care.